We'd like to give a big thanks to our partners over at White Rock Decoys. Be a nomad and get out further with more decoys with their lightweight system of windsocks, silhouettes, and fully collapsible floater decoys. Use subscription code DUCKGUNPOD at checkout to get 10% off on White Rock Decoys and products. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for tuning me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. On today's episode, we're joined by Gator Waders, and we go over neoprene versus breathable. We go over cheap waders versus expensive waders. We go with talk about the boot foot or the boot connected to the waders. Anyways, guys, we go over all things waders. So let's jump right into the podcast. What's going on, guys? Thanks for joining us again on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Got my co-host, Elliot Graybeard from Freelance Duck Hunting, and we're joined today by Gator Waders. How you guys doing? Good, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Y'all doing all right? Pretty good. Season's coming close here. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not sure where you guys are at, how long you guys have, but I think we're something like 12 days out or so, something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've got about uh, like another 15 days, 18 days until early till, where we get a little taste of it and then sit around and wait again till big duck season for Texas. Yeah, yeah, we're the same. We got 18 days till uh, till season. Then we also have a uh, early resident goose hunt as well. So, yeah, we got the same. Nice. Dude, we are so blessed in this state because we're cut up into four zones. So once early till starts. There's only, I think, two weekends from there until the end of January that you can't duck hunt in the state. So, uh, I mean, it's a long, long. And then you can still goose hunt into February and then snow goose hunt after that. So, you can go from September to the end of March, to March basically. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we've got a month and a half break in there where we can't chase them at all. But once once November hits, it's, it's game on to the end of February till conservation season's over for sure. That's awesome. So why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, uh, let the people know a little bit about who you are, or what your names are, and and yeah, just go from there. We'll kick it off. Yep. So I'm I'm Jason Bettis. I'm the marketing slash creative director here at Gator Waiters. Um, this is Corey. Yeah, I'm Corey. I uh, I just came on with Gator Waiters in the position of the hunt director and COO. So. Um, I'm basically running the hunting division now, doing the expos, um, dealing with all the outfitters and that kind of stuff. And then we go to Jason and tell him, hey, work your magic and make it make it look cool. And he does it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun, a lot of work. And we really appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, no, we appreciate you guys having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the invite. So I'm curious about the history of the company a little bit. Can you just give a little background, like um, when it was created and the progression? Absolutely. So the company, it began about eight and a half years ago, roughly, um, give or take a few months. Um, it started off in the, the mud riding industry. Um, it's, it, it sounds a little silly, but um, definitely here in Texas and Louisiana, mud riding is, is huge. Um, so it started off just making some flashy, comfortable neoprene waders for women and women specifically. Um, it was just, it was a niche market that was completely untouched. Um, and so Justin Waller, the owner, he, he found a need and he, he fulfilled. So started off making a, a few pair of women's waders and zebra print and, you know, flashy colors, stuff like that. And honestly, it just, it took off from there. And um, one of the biggest features about Gator waders that that helps us stand out from the rest is our sizing, the sizing and the fit of the waders themselves, and and that stems from from our origins, starting in just doing women's products. So um, the sizing, obviously, women are a little bit more picky as far as their fit. Men will throw on just about anything, you know, but but women were a little bit more particular about how things fit. Um, so it was just one of those things where we put put a lot of timing into our our sizing. The, 
the fit uh, from the shoe size, the height, the waist size, the bust size, all this stuff. And with so much attention to the detail of the, the sizing um, came, you know, construction issues and stuff like that, that we nailed down. So um, the first two years only doing women's waiters, we, we really got, got to appreciate how, how well a good fit waiter works in the field. Um, because I mean, if you have a waiter that fits you well, then you eliminate a lot of the issues that that can stem into warranty claims and stuff like that. So um, it's just once once we nailed down the sizing, we rolled those same um, sizing principles into our, our men's product line. Um, obviously men wanted it. We had men early on squeezing into the women's zebra print just because <laughs> they, they liked our product. So um, it, it, it turned out really well and um, guys really, they took on, it, it took off like crazy. So we started adding the flashy colors and, you know, as you can tell, lime green is, is kind of a, a thing for us. So um, started off doing some lime green ones and then we got into camouflage and um, from there, the, the hunters, you know, there is a, a slight overlap in the industry. So, you know, there's a lot of hunters that mud ride as well down here. Um, so a lot of the hunters, they would, they would wear our product and they started recognizing the quality um, the comfort, the quality, and and the overall construction of the waiter. And I mean, honestly, if if guys blasting through the woods on four wheelers and side by sides can't tear these things up, you know, we, we figured we were on to something. So um, about four years into it, we got into the hunting industry, and um, the I mean, the rest is history. We're just we're not slowing down from here. Just continue to grow and continue to innovate, and um, mainly, like I said comfort and quality is, is our key. That's, that's our driving principles. Awesome. I was going to say, uh, you know, I was on your, your website here recently and I'm disappointed to say that you guys don't have the zebra print anymore for, uh, the hunting. And- <laughs> I, think we, I think we've still got one pair hanging up in the front office as a display <laughs> because we wanted to make sure we remembered where we came from. That's it. <laughs> That's Jordan, awesome. you look great in those sort of skin oh, yeah. tight. I mean, I've tiger. heard that, uh, you know, with, with lions hunting zebras, that it's uh, kind of like a camouflage or something. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe it'll work on ducks too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so what what have you guys done um, at your company to make waders more durable? I know that I've heard it before and I've said it before that, and I've never worn a pair of your waders, uh, typically Cabela's and just like the standard is that waders are kind of the leak, the weak link of waterfowl communities and everyone's complaining about them. Um, what, what makes yours a little more durable than maybe some of the average ones? Um, I would say to start with the, the testing process that we put our waders through. I mean, after, after our team sets down and we develop a waiter, Jason gets some design, we go and we look at all aspects of it because the, the main thing for the mud riding guys when we started off was, you know, they wanted, I wanted our waders so they could stay dry. They wanted them so they could be tough, getting in and out of stuff, jumping off a four-wheeler, jumping on, blowing through the woods. I mean, that that's brutal on a piece of equipment. So we made functionality the number one key. Once we get them developed, we test them for close to a year and a half, you know, two seasons basically. And then from there, it's just continuing to innovate every single season. I mean, we went from neoprene and then we started in on the breathable thing and we made our breathable sets. And then we were just like, well, how can we make these better? And, you know, we make a better waiter and, you know, just like with any success, there's failure along the ways, but our failures come when we're testing them, not when we're pushing out an inferior product. Mm-hmm. So so do I'm sorry, do most of those mud guys use the neoprene or are they using the breathable ones? Well, they neoprene was, I mean, the whole start of the company was based around neoprene waders. Um, it was just mud riding is big in the wintertime. So neoprene was always the most, it was, it was the warmest product out there. So um, that was always and still is the recommended um, for the mud riding. Um, but we, we even got into breathables into our off-road division as well um, for summertime riding and stuff. We have our summer our swamp series it's our summertime breathable waders which were just about to release the swamp 2.0s um those are fantastic for mud riding and fishing as well but um to go back one point to answer your your question about you know what what makes ours a little bit more durable is it goes back to sizing so um 
the crotch is one of the most vulnerable spots on a waiter, hands down. I mean, that's where, you know, 90% of the people that you talk to that has problems with their waiters, it, it stems around the crotch or the legs or somewhere around there. So um, that was that was a task that we took on head on. Uh, we put a lot of time into our the sizing and the fit um, because, again, it, it goes by, I mean, goes back to, you know, if a waiter fits you properly, you're not putting a lot of strain in the unnecessary areas. So our sizing goes by your shoe size, your height, and your jean size. So it's a little bit more of a custom fit, whether you're tall and skinny with a really big foot or short and fat with a little foot. I mean, we got everything in between. Um, so it's, it's a little bit more of a, like I said, a, a little bit more of a custom fit. So by having a better fit, you're it's a close fit to your body. So you're not, you're not straining that crotch when you're squat down, you're not putting a lot of strain on your knees or your shoulders or, you know, the, the stitching and, and stuff like that. So that helps with the, the longevity of the product as well. I'm so glad you brought up the, the crotch area. I've, I've lost so many pairs of waders to what I assume is the seams in the crotch. So is that why they leak? It's because they're not fit properly. And as you bend, it just puts strain on the crotch seams That's and they pull apart. So as yeah. you step into the boat or stepping over a log or walking through, you know, the marsh or something like that, as, as you're walking and, and you lift your leg and you have six inches of, of baggy material, you know, in between your legs, you're putting a lot of strain there. So you think you're, you're exposing these waders to the most extreme conditions, you know, the, the cold temperatures, the water, the ice, you know, um, sliding down the side of a hill and, and stuff like that, straddling the edge of your boat. You know, I mean, you're putting, you're putting these things with the ringer, you know? So if, if you're putting, put exposing this material to those kind of temperatures and those kind of conditions on top of a lot of strain, I mean, you think the average man, 200 pounds, you know, stepping into a boat or stepping over a log, putting a lot of pull against those themes after being exposed to those temperatures for, you know, half a season i mean eventually it's going to start failing so what we did is we we kind of revamped the construction of the waiter so it fits a little bit closer to your body um so that you have that full range mobility i mean i'm i'm anything but the most limber guy but you know just just to prove to um <laughs> one of our um customers he was an older guy he's you know he he was not very flexible he was he was questioning you know the mobility and sure enough i told him i said well you could do a cart blend he said, I don't believe you. So sure enough, yeah, I threw him on and it was not the most graceful cartwheel, but I didn't break anything and the waiters did exactly what they were supposed to do. So awesome. There's so would no you say that the... I can't, sorry, I can't prove that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that your breathable ones are just as durable as the neoprene? Oh yeah, absolutely. And that is kind of a, a an opposite with the, with the breathables. You know, they don't have the stretch that neoprene gets or gets taken into. So we built in a longer inseam so that that stretch and that that tension isn't put on those seams like that. So when you are stepping up above a boat line out of a foot and a half of water, you don't get that stretch in there. You're, it's already built into those waders. So it's just like wearing a set of pants. They just move with your body. Awesome. That's such a great conversation. I, I have gone through, I go through about a pair of waders a year. And uh, a lot of times um, I went through so many of Cabela's. I think that I single-handedly made them change their policy for return. <laughs> that lifetime ain't there anymore, is it? No, I think it's because of me. And then I went over to Rogers and I burned through like two or three of those pair um, because of inseams. And then finally I burnt a hole. And the <laughs> first day I had a pair of waders out, I burnt a hole on a, in them in the fire. And I was like, well, I can't really take these back, but right. it's about, it's about a pair a year. So I've decided my, my goal was to go just super cheap breathables. Cause I'm like, if I'm going to burn through a pair a year, I mean, I, I might as well not be spending three fifty. but I, so it's really, really great for me personally to hear some answers as to why so many of these inseam leaks are, are taking place. Cause I just, I knew it always leaked there. I never knew why. Yeah, and we've taken it a step further. I mean, traditionally, waders have always been, you know, they're they're stitched together just like any other, you know, article of clothing, and then they're just glued. Well, that glue over time, you know, is going to wear because it's exposed to the inside of your pants. So we changed it up a little bit and actually went to a tape seam, which is what they use in other outdoor industries to make stuff water watertight and water sealed. 
So not only do you have the stitching and the glue, but on top of that, we have tape seal that it, it just creates a bond and it's not, you're not rubbing directly into what is creating that seal between you and the elements. Awesome. So yeah, we awesome. did that probably three years ago on our breathables and the more and more waiters you look at, everybody's going to that now because it's just, it's, it's a superior product. Yeah. I'd even gone to like sealing my seams when I got a new pair, I would get that goop and just go ahead and go over. I'm yep. just like, and still sometimes it's like six, seven, eight hunts down the road. I'm like, well, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Still. So that's well, that's really it, here. it's, it's one of those things we, we put ourselves out there. We go to a lot of these expos and everything just to, just to help people understand why. Cause I mean, obviously people look at our waiters, they look at competitors, waiters, you know, breathable waiters or breathable waiters and all that. But I mean, the, the biggest thing I, I challenge anyone out there that's listening to, to at least try them on. Cause if, if you put them on, it's a, uh, it's night and day, especially those who are used to neoprene waiters. I mean, your, your traditional hunters who, who feel that, you know, neoprene is the way to go. Our breathable waiters come in uninsulated or insulated, um, but the insulated comes with a, it's a thermal cotton insulation. So it's, it's quilted. It's, it's almost like a sleeping bag on the inside. So <laughs> those are fantastic because they, they don't generate a lot of heat like neoprene, like neoprene will, will trap the temperatures, you know? So, I mean, if, if you only hunt in, you know, extreme conditions, then neoprene is not a bad thing for me. I sweat just putting my waders on, you know, so neoprene, I mean, if you, if you have any kind of a long trek, you know, out into the timbers or anything like that, and you, you work up a little bit of a sweat, you know, that sweat's going to puddle up in your boot and then you're standing there in ice cold water. So that sweat eventually gets cold. So a lot of people think, Oh no, my waders are leaking. Sometimes it's, it's, uh, mistaken for sweat, but the breathables they're, they're fantastic. I mean, we hunted in, negative four degree temperature in Arkansas and it's um, standing in the timbers for hours, you know, chest deep and these things held up fantastic. They were extremely warm, but um, teal season when it's, you know, when it's still pretty toasty outside, you know, you can wear them with, with you know, light layers underneath and, and not break a sweat um, or not a heavy sweat at least. I mean, obviously it's going to be pretty toasty, but um, at least here in Texas, but yeah, I'm very just, interested. It's about... a more versatile waiter. I'm very interested about your insulated one. I saw that on your website. Could you go into a little bit more de detail about your insulated uh, breathable ones? Absolutely. So it, like I said, it's the thermal cotton insulation. So it's, um, it's just, it's lighter. It goes on so much easier. Um, neoprene can, especially if you're in colder conditions, you know, neoprene can stiffen up. It can be really tough to get on and off. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a workout just getting your waders on and off, but the, the breathables, man, it's a, it's a world of difference. Um, just sliding them on and off. I mean, I think we timed a guy, an older guy just getting in at him. I think it took him seven and a half seconds to get into it and about five and a half to get out of it. So, I mean, they just, they slip on and off so easy. Um, they, the insulated come with a 1600 gram ultra insulate boot. Um, the boots, we, we try to form the boots to fit more like a tennis shoe. So it's a little bit more of a, a comfortable fit in the boot, um, with the heavier insulation, um, for the, the colder temps, obviously. Um, and then with the thermal cotton insulation, I mean, like I said, it, it has a very versatile, um, conditions. I mean, you can hunt in some of the most extreme cold conditions or, you know, up, up to, or upwards to about 70 degrees or so, I would say. And the big thing too is, you know, I mean, we were talking before we went live, you know, you're talking about hunting in Kansas and in Texas where we've got some public land. I mean, you trek in through neoprene, it doesn't matter how cold you are, you're sweating. Mm -hmm. That's a workout. That's carrying, you know, if you're running five mils with fleece on them and, you know, 1600 gram boots, I mean, that's 15, 18 pounds you're carrying around and you don't even have any of your gear yet. The breathable waders that are even the insulated ones, the heaviest piece on them is, is the boot. They probably weigh six, seven pounds for the entire waiter. So hmm. if you make it more comfortable and more functional, it's a win-win every day. And if I can walk further and get to where the next guy's not going, everybody knows you're going to kill more ducks if you go where the guys can't get to or where they're not willing to. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll say your breathables, uh, uh, other than use, look super cool. I was looking at them on the website they're just cool looking well so. fake it till you make it man 
<laughs> if you don't shoot, then you'll be looking good for instance. Yeah. It kind of goes back to our roots. I mean, we, we set out to, to create a, um, I wouldn't say fashionable because I mean, obviously that's not our goal here is to be fashionable. We want to be functional and, um, but obviously, you know, we want something that looks good, that's functional um, and comfortable. And I mean, the, the features themselves are, are fairly basic, but I mean, extremely uh, functional. I mean, it has a fleece line hand warmer pockets on the front. You have a large pocket up on the chest with the magnetic um, pocket flaps um, rather than the Velcro. The Velcro can get kind of loud out there, you know, anytime you're trying to pull something in and out of your pocket. Um, one of my favorite features is it's a neoprene padded elastic straps. Um, those are fantastic because you can cinch it up pretty tight, but when you go to bend down, you know, you're not putting a lot of force right there on your shoulders and stuff like that. So um, it, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, just full range mobility, um, extremely maneuverable. Um, and then it's just comfortable. Once you put them on, I mean, you, you feel it's, it's basically like a waterproof field bib. Yeah, and all of our all of our high traffic or wear points, you know, your knees and your butt, they all are reinforced with Cordura as well, you know. So it, you're basically wearing, like Jason was saying, you're wearing a bibs out there that are waterproof. I mean, I wore mine last year deer hunting when I knew it was going to be nasty weather because even walking around, you know, the bottom of your bibs get wet regardless if they're waterproof or not. Grass goes up inside of them, they get wet. My, my hunting waders last year, I threw them on and just threw my jacket over the top of them, climbed a tree and sat outside in the rain all day and didn't have to worry about a thing. That says a lot. Cause I can tell you, I would not in a million years wear a pair of my super thick waders <laughs> right. <laughs> to do anything like that. Yeah. I mean, Especially it, the colder it, it gets, they become like a coffin. Right. <laughs> and these yeah. things, you know, with the breathability of them, you know, traditionally, even in, even in heavy duty hunting gear, you still start sweating because they're not breathable. They're just waterproof and well insulated. But now you've got both those features. So, I mean, you use it to do two things. You kill two birds with one stone. You don't spend as much money, so you're good. And to be honest with you, one of the first time we were field testing them, um, tried them on, you know, got, got them all set up and everything. They were just, this was our first time several, several years ago making the breathable waders and I put them on and I, I probably worked four or five hours in the day, just sitting in my waders at my desk, um, just because they were that comfortable. Um, we keep our offices pretty chilly in here. So it was just, it was one of those things. It was, it was so comfortable and I didn't feel like taking it off. So <laughs> yeah, most of the time at the expos, we put our waders on time at the expo talking to people. So That's there cool. you go. Definitely sounds like a solid product for sure. Yeah. Appreciate that. I guess uh, right now would probably be a, a good chance. Or do you have something else to add before we jump into? Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, those who are on the fence about it, I mean, I challenge you just to, to do some research. I mean, Google Gator Waiters, Google our Shield Series Waiters. I mean, the, the customer feedback itself, um, I mean, it speaks for itself. So, I mean, we get fantastic reviews. Everyone who wears them, I mean, it kind of shoot, our, shoot ourselves in the foot, you know, our repeat customers, people come back to us for more things other than waiters because, I mean, their waiters are still holding up. Um, so, but everybody who has purchased them has been beyond themselves on, on how comfortable they are and how well they hold up. And I mean, we get on a daily basis, you know, thank you letters, you know, I'm so excited. You know, these waiters were so, so great. I mean, we have everyone from duck hunters to, paleontologists and cranberry farmers who use our products and it's just everybody's just so excited because the way they fit women especially women have such a hard time finding a pair of waders that fit them comfortably and so um every every single girl that comes by when we're at the expos or at some of these events they're they're always skeptical right at, at first you know you know i'm just wearing my boyfriend's waders so we always you know not not pressuring or anything but we always you know suggest them to at least you know, try it on just so they can see the fit and feel a difference. And nine times out of 10, they, they walk out with them. So, yeah, we were at Buckmasters this weekend and I don't think anyone that tried on a set of our waiters did away with that pair of waiters in a box underneath their arm. I mean, and we, we tell everybody that when you get there, you know, that's the first thing I say, what size shoe are you? You're a 10. Okay. Let me get this 10. How tall are you? What do you weigh? And, you know, try it on, sit down. I don't mind unboxing these things because you're not going to leave you know, without instead of waiter after you try it on. 
Awesome. I guess uh, right now is probably a good point to jump into the this or that, so let's go ahead and jump into that. So first question, something we've been going over here. Um, so I think I already got your guys' answers figured out, but uh, um, would you guys prefer neoprene or breathable waders? Oh, breathable all day for me, all day. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I will never bash our neoprene waders because our shadow series and our throttle series and our retro series, I mean, they've all been fantastic. I mean, like I said, for your, your traditional hunter who, who swears by neoprene, I mean, we, we build our, we put as much detail and attention to the detail in our shadow series as well. Um, so shadow series will always be a, a good, I mean, it's, it's a good budget waiter. I mean, it's, it's a reasonably priced waiter for, you know, for what you're getting for sure. I mean, it's a five millimeter abrasion resistant neoprene. So, I mean, it's a still, it's still a very sturdy waiter and still extremely comfortable. Um, some of the same features in magnetic flat pockets. Um, it's got an 800 gram thin slate boot, but I'm with Corey. I mean, after, after wearing breathables, it, it's hard to go back to neoprene. I mean, they're just, they're so versatile. They're, they're lightweight. They're extremely comfortable. They, they just give you more mobility. So, um, I need all the help I can get. Ellie, what do you, what do you got on this one? I've been wanting to make the change to breathable and, um, it's going to happen. It's, it's, it's going to happen. So I'm going to go with breathable, even though I've never, I haven't had a pair. Well, I've had a few pair of breathable just for teal season. Um, that I've, they were cheap ones and I burned holes in those so fast, but I'm going to make the switch to breathable and these guys may have me sold in going <laughs> with their product. It's, I mean, they're yeah. really good sales. You need to get in a set. You won't regret it. <laughs> yeah. I, I may have to make that change. I'm gonna go breathable on this one. I go uh, breathable for fly fishing actually. And so I wear those hunting a lot and I've gone neoprene, um, last year as well. Uh, but you know, one thing with the, the neoprene, when it gets super late and kind of something we mentioned earlier is, uh, the issue I have is, um, it just freezes solid to the point where if you're just standing still, you can barely move. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I've heard from people saying that they wear the breathables and just layer correctly late season. So I think I'd go breathable as well. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'm not concerned about them not being warm enough. You can layer. I mean, yeah. you can layer and that's yeah, that's one of the other things. I mean, you make a good point. You know, your your neoprene, even though it's water resistant, is going to absorb water, and so mm -hmm. that's why they get cold. That's why they get hard when they get below freezing. And so, you know, the biggest thing I like about it too is I can take my breathable waders off and literally just give them a good shake and throw them in the back seat and they're basically dry. I don't have to hang them up for the night regardless of whether they get wet and hope that the outside is dry the next morning or not frozen solid. I can put them in a barn or, you know, or in the mud room, even if it's not heated or cooled, and the next morning they're bone dry. Yeah. Yep, and the, the vote on this was 55% for neoprene and 45 for breathable. And if you're uh, just a listener of the podcast, you can find these pools in the Facebook group. Um, we're starting to post those ahead of time. And then uh, for live viewers, Elliot's posting the links um, for us right here. Fellowship the of the Duck Guns is the Facebook yeah. page. So um, those of you who are listening, if you haven't come over and join us yet, go ahead and do that. A lot of good conversations. And we have lots of polls that even never make it to the podcast. So come on over to Facebook and, and join us over there. All right. Next slide. This or that. So <laughs> this is kind of a personal question for me and everybody kind of went along with this and you kind of touched on some of the things that I would say about wading boots, but the this or that on this one is boots connected or wading boots. And the reason I kind of brought up the wading boots is you see a lot of fly fishing um, type waders have the boot and it kind of goes along with what you're saying. Like when you're hiking out further, having that good fit. Um, so something you guys have already touched on with your waders. Cause I know you guys don't actually uh, have wading boots as far as like the neoprene uh, foot going into a, a boot. So on this, uh, what do you guys say for that? Um, obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm pro boot foot waiter. I mean, it, but I mean, I can understand anybody, you know, going the other way just because most waiter companies, their, their waiters are sized by your shoe size. So, you know, I know it's, it can be a little bit of a, a headache for people shopping for waiters, you know, because, 
he and I might wear the same size shoe, but we're not going to wear the same size waiter, you know? So that's, um, that's a huge misconception in the industry is everyone thinks for whatever reason, everybody with a size 12 shoe is going <laughs> to wear the exact same size waiter, but that could be further from the truth. I mean, we have guys 120 pounds, you know, six foot with a size 14 shoe. And then, you know, a guy that's, I don't know, five, eight, 240 pounds with a size eight shoe, you know, so it's a, it's a little bit of a misconception. So, but kind of goes back to our sizing with, with, with a proper fit boot fit all day long. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say boot fit. Um, I started off guiding in Montana right after high school for fly fishing trips. And it was, everybody wanted that stocking foot with a slip on boot. And my biggest pain in the butt every day was, drying my boot out so I could fish tomorrow. And I would hate, and that was in hard rocks. I would hate to have to fill that thing up with mud and grass and everything else. I put it through duck hunting. So I'm, I'm boot fit all day long. I would never want a, uh, a neoprene foot and tie on my waders at the, or my, my boot to my waders every day. Elliot, what do you got on this? Yeah. I wouldn't even think of getting wading boots. Yeah. So I've done both obviously with, uh, just wearing my fly fishing, waders and I, I guess i'd say one big downfall of the boot um is i think in colder weather you don't get the the same warmth that you would with your uh, your 1600 uh gram densulate boot um and then the kind of flaw that i, I would mention with that um seems that you guys have that covered with your uh tennis shoe type fit on your boot so i mean if that's the case on those i'd have to say uh, boot foot as well <laughs> yep 20 to zero is the, is the vote. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't expect much different from hunters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're asking the wrong crowd on that. One. Yeah. Yeah. Slide three. So, um, kind of one, one thing that, uh, you know, one strategy, a lot of people use with waders considering how easy they are to puncture or how easy they are to, um, you know, uh, stress the seams is, you know, choosing between going with higher quality and expensive or going with, uh, the cheap waiter and it seems almost every company has kind of offerings in both. So, uh, what would you guys say on this one? Well, honestly, we, we really focus to that, that middle ground. I mean, we're, we're not the cheapest waiter company in the industry. Um, but we're not, we're not the most expensive either. We, we basically, we, we construct our products and we build our products and we offer them at a, at a price that the average working man can afford. Um, but we don't sacrifice any of the quality in, in the interim. So, I mean, we, we focused on every single little detail of the construction of the waiter, um, but we, we try to keep that price point at a reasonable price point. I mean, the, some of these prices on these, these waiters coming out these days are getting astronomical, you know, but nobody wants to, I mean, you don't want to spend the same amount on your waiters as you do a, a gun, you know, but um we also, we, we try to keep that same quality for, to keep your waiters lasting many, many seasons. So um, it, it's without it sounding too good to tr be true. We, we try to keep our price point, you know, affordable, but still keep that, that higher quality. Yeah. We never want to drop it to a point where you, you can't get the cheapest and the best quality in the same product. You, you can't ever achieve that. So, you know, we keep a price point that's fair to everybody and we offer a superior product. So, you know, the old verbiage is you get what you pay for. If you're going to buy cheap stuff, it's going to tear up. Just pre be prepared to spend a hundred dollars every year, you know, and some people are okay with that. And, uh, what do you got on this one, Elliot? Oh man, I don't know. My whole plan has been to go the whole cheap route because, <laughs> how much I go through them, but I really do like these breathable waders I'm looking at on their site right now, which are like <laughs> 320. I mean, if I, if I could pay 320 and get three years out of a pair of waders, I would be ecstatic, oh, honestly, honestly. So I don't know. Uh, I may, at some point, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on, on a pair of these. So I'm going to have to go with the, uh, um, not, I don't know what the other answer is, not the expensive or not the cheap expensive i wouldn't but i wouldn't call those like they said i wouldn't the expensive you know i mean you can pay like eight nine hundred dollars for some of these new waiters coming out so yeah or more yeah, that's so, true yeah so <laughs> like they're saying it's kind of a price really range three hundred dollars for a pair of waiters that you really consider to be nice i think is completely reasonable 
Yeah. And I think I've definitely been going the cheap route um, here or there just because uh, just having the fear of spending the money on a product and having the same results as as the cheap ones. But um, yeah, I'm along with Elliot, you know, three, if you can get three years out of 300, then I'd be game for that as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've never gotten three, three years out of a pair of waders without it. Some kind of leak. Yeah. Not yet. The- Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. At this point. If and, I can go uh, three or four years in you guys as waiters and don't, I will be singing the praises from a mountaintop. I can tell you. <laughs> it's been such a frustration for me. We look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, for the listeners, the vote on this one for cheap was 54 and for expensive was 46. And next slide, kind of stepping away from the waiters, jumping into a little bit of duck hunting. Um, question we kind of like like to ask all of our guests but uh do you guys prefer hunting ducks or geese uh <laughs> well geese geese would be a new one for me so obviously i'm, I'm gonna have to look first duck um but uh, after this season <laughs> get back with me i'll let you know <laughs> yeah i'm um i like variety i don't i don't have a preference i would say if i was chasing everything and i could go be duck because i got more opportunities of different species so i'm not a, a hardcore one way or the other as long as it's waterfowl i'm good elliot i'm ducks for sure yeah i'm ducks as well but i mean i think that i'm disappointed if i don't get on a few good goose hunts every year so um definitely definitely love the green heads getting limits of green is sure. the highlight of the season but uh you know it's not a season if you don't get some uh, limits of the geese as well. Right. Yeah. And last slide, kind of a hot topic we've been having um, over in our uh, our uh, Facebook group and just on the last couple podcasts as well. Another question we've been asking a lot of the guests recently, but uh, what do you guys prefer as far as your choke? Do you go for the full or do you go um, for something wider? I shoot modified at everything I shoot at. It's not about reaching out and that bird in, getting it in the appropriate range to make a legal and ethical kill on it. And I, I like to watch them. I mean, if I can touch toes to dirt or water and shoot them at, you know, less than 35 yards, I'm happy. If they're out there 45, 50, 60 yards, I'm not pulling the trigger. I'll let them circle a couple times and just watch. There's no point in educating them or wounding them or, or letting them fly away. So for me, I shoot mod three inch, three at three inch number threes at everything. Yeah, I'm about to agree with Corey on that. You shoot number threes at geese as well, all day long. All right. And well, uh, a, a, a lot of the um, people we're talking to, and we're hearing more that people are making the claim that they actually kill more birds with full in close than modify. And I keep pushing back against people on that because I find that to be just absolutely not mathematically accurate. Um, but that's more and more people are saying is that I shoot fully even at close because I, I want to be able to kill them. And I, I just, it seems like it's a modern um, buzz phrase in the community these days. I would argue that they're probably killing more ducks, not because of the choke that they have in, because those are closer. I mean, you, yeah. you take the percentages of shooting birds at 60 yards and you back those birds in and work them really right and get them into 30, your percentage is going to go up. I mean, the chokes are designed to shoot the gun, and they've been tested through skeet and trap and target shooting and all that stuff for a reason. It has nothing to do with that you had a full choke in, so you killed the bird. It's that the bird was actually close enough to kill to start with. Mm, Good point. Yeah, and one thing I see a lot of people saying, too, is – even they'll say they use the extended full. Like if we if we ask kind of like a choke question, some people say um, they use this choke for ducks and then they use extended full for geese. And um, I guess I'm not sure exactly why you'd need an extended full for geese opposed to Because they're ducks. wanting to shoot them at 70 yards probably. That's why. <laughs> exactly. I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever killed anything at 70 yards, not even like a deer. It's like... <laughs> It's a long shot for anything. <laughs> Not even a deer. <laughs> <laughs> are you um, missing those 75 plus yard shots at deer? Or you just don't shoot them. <laughs> uh, I've never shot that far. Okay. With your, uh, your bow hunting or what? Are you not? Uh, even with shotgun. 
I've never shot that far to deer. <laughs> you guys don't shoot. You guys don't use rifles. Um, we can, but I don't use one. Well, you use a slug or something. Yeah, deer slug. Okay. They got rifling on the slug. Oh, okay. Gonna, <laughs> this is a, a little off topic for us, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the end of this or that. So let's jump. Back there has been here. a ton of questions that have been rolling through. I don't know what the uh, official agenda is, but I know there's been a ton um, of questions that have been rolling through. Do you want to save those for the end, or you want to jump yeah, into that's some fine. of them now? No, whatever you think. Sure. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about duck hunting now that we we're through with uh, talking about your waders and. Um, kind of tell us a little bit about your duck hunting down in Texas. Um, you know, I, I tend to think that Texas gets overlooked a lot. Uh, you know, we offer such a wide variety of stuff. You know, you go down to, you know, start North and go South. You get down South early season, uh, down around Garwood, Katie, down in the rice prairie growing area. I mean, you get wads of blue wings early. Uh, you get green wingers and, you know, gray ducks that hang out throughout the course of the season. Um, you know, as you progress, there's a little bit of the area there of the state that's actually pretty dry, so we don't get a whole lot of hunting in those areas. But then if you press out west, you get all the guys out west that kind of go from like the, um, the M, let's see, the Midland, Odessa area, Haskell, Knox City. Those guys shoot tons and tons of geese tons and tons of, uh, of ducks. They're out there chasing them in the dry fields, just like you see up in North Dakota. Uh, but they're, they're chasing them on peanut fields. Um, you get to Northeast Texas where we're at. Uh, it just depends what you want to shoot that day. You can jump out and, you know, get onto some of our big reservoirs and chase divers out in, you know, 12 to 15 foot water or big open flats that are five, six foot deep. You can back up into the brush and, you know, shoot wood ducks and mallards. So, I mean, that's one of the things I love about Texas is just our variety is, is, is anything you want. You just, you pick what species you want to chase that day. A lot of guys say they're mallard purist and I love stacking green up as much as anybody, but I also like to shoot birds when I go out to hunt. So what birds are here, I'm going to, I'm going to target them and go after them as long as they're, they're decent birds to eat when I get home. Awesome. So no divers then? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll eat a canvas back every now. Uh, I'm not eating too many bluebills or necks. Gotcha. So uh, how's your uh, early till season down in Texas? Early till is phenomenal if you go south. Uh, if you get down like kind of where I was saying, where we grow all the rice south of Houston, kind of in between. If you look at a map, there's Houston. It's like dead center southern state. And then you kind of... I guess you would direct yourself east um, towards Louisiana. That whole area down through 110 around Garwood, Katy, Beaumont, everybody grows rice down there, and you can get on early teal, blue wings, just, I mean, it's lights out. You know, you're, you're hitting wads, you know, 75 upwards to 200 birds come through in a wad. So. Oh, wow. It's nice that they up the limit a little bit because when it was only three, it was 70 and, you know, seven or eight hit the water. Everybody else's hunt is done and you pulled one shot. So, <laughs> so what is the limit now? I think they moved it up to four finally. So we, we can get a whole lot of them. <laughs> is it? Uh, and we've got early, we've got early goose like y'all do. There's, there's certain areas of the state that, that really have some resident geese. Um, we're lucky Northeast Texas has quite a few. Uh, we got a bunch that hang out around that Texas, Oklahoma line. Uh, the panhandle gets some as well. And a lot of those birds stemmed from just people putting them out at farm ponds and, and city parks and nobody hunted them forever. And then they've just, the population has over exploded. And now we've got, you know, wads of, you know, family groups of, you know, anywhere from seven or eight to 40 floating around all day long. You just got to, you really got to know and, and do your homework and figure out where they're at. Awesome. What's, what's your uh, limit for till Elliot? We moved up to six uh, within the last two or three years. We'd been four for years and years and they popped it up to six. I think three, three years ago they moved it to six, hmm. which is so really nice. Six as well. And I was just curious cause we don't have a ton and you guys have a ton in Texas, but your limits down to four. So it seemed kind of peculiar for, for sure on that. 
Yeah, and they you know, actually they, may have moved it to six last year or or this year. I just haven't looked up on it yet. I'll uh, when I buy my license here in the next four days, I'll get the book and and make sure I'm up to date on the <laughs> on the limits this season because they change it almost yearly. With we're kind of like Elliot, we've got zones, and so depending on what zone you're in, is how many birds you can shoot. So. Mm -hmm. Those teal must really migrate far because like right now we have, we're just starting to see a few teal in the state, but I mean, we have, we can have really, really low numbers clear up until the opener, like on the eighth, but for you guys to be getting a bunch of them down there, when they pour in, they must really, cause I, I mean, either that or they're flying over. Cause I'm thinking, okay, if they're not hardly here September 1st, but yet they're clear down in Texas on the eighth, they must really, some of them must really move. Yeah, I mean, it can go from watching a spot and having, you know, just enough to almost start thinking about getting excited. You know, you got 10, 20, 30 birds hitting it, and then you come out the next morning and there's there's 400 of them in your ice field. And then they just keep multiplying. And they're here for, you know, they're here for two or three weeks, and then they're they're gone. We have some stragglers that hang out, you know, through October, but most of the time they're here pretty heavy and they're here pretty thick for – two, three week time frame, maybe a month. And then they're, they're on down the road. Cause we don't, by the time big duck season gets through, if you're shooting blue wings, you're, you're surprised. Yeah. Uh, for us, it's like the first weekend of teal seasons, about 90% blue wing. And then it drops to like about 60% blue wing the second weekend, then about 50, but then it holds that between blue wing and green wing. And then it holds about that number clear through like when we have the early zone opener towards the beginning of October, we're still shooting mostly blue wing and green wing. But then a couple weeks later, they're just, I mean, the blue wing are all just gone. Yep. I've never shot a green wing during early till season. So hopefully I yep. get one of those one of these times. Uh, yep. So uh, Justin, you going out on those uh, early till hunts and goose hunts as well? Um, yeah, that's, um, that's a, a killer time for me as far as my workload. So oh, I don't, yeah. <laughs> the past two years, I haven't been out as much as I'd, I'd like, but uh, this season um, getting a little bit more video footage and stuff like that this season, we're going to be doing, um, I'm, I'm going to get out there a little bit more. Awesome. So well, you guys going to be filming your hunts this year? Oh yeah. Yep. Absolutely. We got, yep. a, we got a couple of really creative videos we got coming out over the next um, probably four to six weeks. Yeah, we'll be putting out some teasers this year that kind of kind of going to be showcasing more product highlight than anything, but it'll give you a really good taste of what of what Jason's able to do in editing and we're we're definitely excited about moving some of this stuff in-house that we're doing. We've got I think four hunts lined up right now and you know, for anybody listening, we're always looking for more, so just throw them our way and we'll see if we can squeeze it in the schedule. Absolutely. <laughs> Awesome. So I, I guess <clears throat> I guess we probably should jump into some of these questions and see how many we can get through. So I actually got some right here. And Laser asks, are the breathable waders louder than neoprene, as in the fabric uh, going to make more noise when moving around? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a tightly woven polyester. Uh, exterior shell so um i mean it's a four layer polyester so i mean naturally it is gonna have a little bit more noise but um honestly it's the the areas where you will be hearing a lot more brush it does it's that 900 denier polyester so it's um that cordura is that abrasion resistant gator so that is going to muffle it a little bit so it's going to be a little bit quieter um, neoprene obviously will be quieter, but not by much. I mean, not enough to make a difference. Uh, once blind outdoors, uh, he's got a couple questions, but one of them, uh, he wants to know, do you guys have a YouTube? I'm assuming for finding those, uh, hunt videos. Yes. Yeah, um, just, just look up Gator Waiters on YouTube. Um, it's, it's fairly a, a fairly young channel, but, um, we, we have some pretty decent content on there. And like I said, over the next four to six weeks, we'll be loading that channel up. Um, that's something we're, we're really active on this season. Um, cause video, I mean, just seeing the product in action is going to be the best way for you to, to see how durable and, and how much abuse we put these things through sometimes. So, um, yeah, definitely check us out on YouTube. Just, um, Gator Waiters is our YouTube tag. Yeah. We've got a video up right now on geared towards ATV. 
but one of the guys in the in the video is wearing our breathable waders, but in our waist waiter model. And I mean, you can see him covered in head to toe, slopping through, you know, thigh deep mud and rocks and gravel. And it just, they're just getting it. It's so. And that, that day it was actually, I think it got up to 102 degrees that day. So um, he just had some basketball short. As you can tell in the video, if you watch it, he, he's not wearing a shirt. His shirt got pretty muddy right off the bat, but um, but no, the, the breathable waders, the uninsulated, I mean, they're, they're a lifesaver in, in the, the warmer temps for sure. Awesome. Uh, one spine as well asked, uh, do you wear uninsulated versus insulated breathable waders in order to layer up? That, that's a personal preference. Yeah. Um, for me, um, honestly, I, I only get to hunt a little bit later in the season. So obviously insulated is going to be better. Um, for those guys, especially down south that hunt early season and, and hunt all season, um, the uninsulated version is a good way to go just because you can obviously layer up underneath, um, but it, it's hard to take layers out. Um, but I will say with the insulated version, it's um, that thermal cotton, it's really versatile. So, I mean, unless you're, I mean, obviously early, early teal season, I would recommend some waste waders or something like that. But um, the, the insulated is not going to be as, as toasty as a pair of neoprene. That's yeah. my personal preference. I, I go with insulated. I mean, in early till for Texas, you're used to sweating. So if I'm if I'm wearing waders and not just some uh some tennis shoes and old shorts, then uh then I always go insulated because I like so. All right, uh, SWMP. <laughs> I don't know what this guy's name is. SWM. <laughs> I'll just go with that. Uh, <laughs> He's been around a long time. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know how to actually say Swamp his name. Lever. Swamp Lever. Oh, okay, okay. That's <laughs> he didn't spell it though. It's just like uh, <laughs> SW. There's no vowels. Okay, call the okay. vowels out. <laughs> all right, all right. I got it. Anyways, are the waiter boots true to size? Have any form of extra inserts in the bottom? Um, they they do fit fairly true to size. Um. For me, I prefer a, a much snugger fit in the boot. Um, I mean, especially with it being a 1,600-gram insulate boot, I, I don't layer up much in the socks um, just because, I mean, naturally being a little bit bigger, I, I, I don't need as much layers. So with me, I wear a 10 and a half wide tennis shoe, and the 10s fit me fantastic. But that's, that's my personal preference. I prefer every part of my foot be hugged by, by the boots. Um, that's, that's a little bit of a... Um, abnormal answer but um, that's my personal preference if that helps with the answer but I mean they they fit fairly true to size um, if, if you're and that's one thing about our waiters is we, we do even sizes so we'll do 8 10 12 14 something like that um, so but we form the ankle of the boot to fit a little bit tighter so if you do decide to get a little bit larger boot to give yourself room to layer up oh might have lost him there your ankle—it's still oh, going to hold back. your foot. Alrighty, uh, Steve asks, "What is the Gator Raider price range?" Uh, breathable is going to start off at the waist waders at around two fifty, and then top end for your insulated breathable full wet full chest waders three nineteen. So if you go back so the, the price range is from 220 to 320 pretty much you know okay and uh once asks uh what is the warranty the warranty is a it's a one-year manufacturer's warranty like most um and basically that's uh, that's a fantastic question um basically our warranty it, it covers anything that we can control so the construction of the waiter the material of the waiter um in in the features of the waiter um so obviously if, if you go out there and you find some barbed wire and you, you tear a big hole in the leg you know obviously that wouldn't be considered a, a warranty issue um it's it's not a defect in the product itself um but one thing you will see with gateway more than any other company out there is our customer. you have an issue with yep. your product whether it's covered under warranty or not um you will be treated as if you are our only customer um, and we handle with the utmost priority, especially during season. We understand, you know, time is of the essence. So um, that's one thing we, we pride ourselves on our customer service. Um, so if you have an issue, 
every single waiter is serviceable. Um, we have we have repair options for almost any kind of damage. Obviously, if you tear half your waiter off, you know I would recommend you get another pair. Um, but if if you have a couple of little snags in it for whatever reason, um, we do include patch kits with with some of these. Um, we do offer patch kits on our website as well because obviously you know incidents do happen. Um, but as far as the material itself, I mean, it's, it's extremely durable. We've had, we've had some guys lean up against the, the, the tailpipe of their four wheeler and burn their leg and, and the waiter still be in good condition. So, I mean, as far as the durability, I have no doubt that it's, it's going to withstand some of the most extreme conditions, but as far as the warranty is concerned, I mean, we, we stand behind our product hundred percent. So, yeah. And like Jason mentioned, I mean, our waiter. Our waiters are serviceable. We have an agreement with a, uh, a second party company that provides any repairs that need to be done. And uh, we extend that to all of our customers if it's not a manufacturing defect and something that's out of our control. All right. And uh, we got a couple people asking, how warm do the breathable waiters keep you? I hunted mine last year. We had a big freeze in Texas was an extended freeze. I mean, most of the time we get cold where we're at specifically, you know, hunting on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, last year I hunted mine for three days straight in sub-teen weather, you know. We're talking about air temperatures of two to four degrees, upwards of three to four inches of ice. And all I wore underneath them was a solid set of thermals and a fleece, waiter pant or jogging pant basically so i'm pretty hot natured so i can't say that that's going to stand the everybody but you know all i all i wore sock wise was i i tend to go really thin socks baby powder and then some good solid merino wool socks not very thick and uh and then powder up again and and i stayed warm in sub team water uh, up to mid thigh hunting flooded stuff for, you know, till 10, 11 o'clock every day. Turkey, butt, tur Turkey, butt junior, uh, <laughs> Turkey butt junior. Come on at it. boy. Love it. Uh, <laughs> you offer more than waiters like jackets and gloves. Absolutely. Uh, we new, new for 2018. We released our scout series gloves. It's a fantastic decoy glove. Um, it's, it's a water resistant glove. Um, it's, it's submersible up to you know 15 20 seconds obviously we don't we don't recommend anybody just hold their hand under water uh, but they are they are fleece lined from the wrist up so it's a very warm it's it's made of the the same breathable material as our waders so it's extremely durable um and they're they're extremely comfortable so um we do offer the gloves um we just released our everglade 2.0 boots um, yep. so for you guys who hunt the fields and stuff like that we have them in marsh and our hardwoods um, so hardwoods are great for you guys who hunt some deer as well. Um, but the boots themselves, um, they're, they're solid colors. Um, so we have them in the mar marsh is like a tan and brown. Um, and we do this just because every guy out there, they, they have their own camo preference. You know, some guys prefer real tree, some guys prefer mossy oak, and some guys prefer nat gear and so on and so forth. So um, we do a little bit more of the, the neutral colors so that, you know, those guys who want to match and, and stuff like that, it's, it works with any camo out there, but, um, the boots themselves, man, I can't, I can't talk enough about those. Um, those are highlighted on the video series yeah. and on YouTube. You, well, you can check out those boots. Uh, we've got our bog hoodies as well that just released this year in a hunting pattern and color. We've got them in like an olive drab and a max five. That's a full 100% waterproof jacket. Uh, contoured hood, quarter zip, waterproof zippers, fleece line front pockets, yeah. $140. They have, they have fleece line chest warmer pockets up top too. So they, they work really well with the waders, whether you wear them inside or outside of your waders. Um, they just, that, that micro fleece liner up top, it's, it's extremely, extremely comfortable when you're out on those deeper waters and stuff, you know, keep your hands high and, and dry. And we're only going to take a few more questions, guys. But uh, Kyle asks, "Do you remove the? Can you remove the insulation?" No, um, that's that's something we've we've thought about. You know, in the past, um, honestly, we that's why we offered it in insulated or uninsulated. Um, but it's just it, it's it's one of those things where it's a great concept. 
Um, but if, I mean, everybody's a little bit different. Everybody takes care of their stuff different. And, you know, we've just learned over the, over the years that the less removable parts on a waiter, the more we can secure that waiter and, and guarantee that longevity of, of the yeah. product. So functionality wise, it's just another fail point that you can have. And we want to, we want to assure everyone that going out there, you don't have two or three extra points where, Hey, you could hang this, get in your foot in or out and not know it. And you've stretched your waders too much. And now you've got a weak point in your, in your protection between you and the elements. So we've, we've opted not to do that. Our, it's either uninsulated or insulated. You can, you can choose which one you want. All right. And, uh, one spine is asking if you guys are an online store only. No, we, we obviously, we do a lot of online, um, our online store is, is the main point, but, um, we, we have a fantastic dealer base all over the nation. I mean, we stretch as far as Moscow. Um, we have a huge Canada base, um, as well. Um, Capital Waterfowl up in Canada, they, they take care of all of our, our Canada guys. Um, but, um, you check us out on our website, you'll see the retailers tab about halfway down the page, um, or in our menu. Um, but we have retailers all over the nation. Um, so if you guys want to try some on, you know, just reach out. They, they are, they are divided up from our hunt and our off-road division. So we, obviously we do have guys who just carry our off-road waiters and some guys who just carry our hunt or both. Um, so that they are organized in that sense on there as well. But um, yeah, we got, we got a bunch of brick and mortar stores and they're all, they're all up on the website and then to touch back, you know, obviously we also t-shirts, hats, any kind of just gear that you would, you'd wear out casually, not just hunting or ATV riding. All right. We got a couple people asking if you guys have any discounts right now. <laughs> um, that's um we have we have campaigns running all season and and honestly i i don't have that schedule right here in front of me but um i know we just our our shield series waiters were our shield series and shadow series waiters were at a show special um that actually ended sunday um honestly just i just recommend keep up with us on our social media we we do flash sales all the time um you know a few few sale items obviously we have some clearance items and stuff as well but um yeah i, I would definitely recommend just keep up with us on social media because like i said uh, our our sales come and go they come yeah. in really quick um so keep up with us you'll get to take advantage of yeah, that. if you don't if you're following on social media whether that's facebook or just the web page like jason was saying our show specials just ended because of our season uh for doing expos and events but you could have picked up our insulated breathable you know, top of the line waiter for 280 versus 320. So you could have saved yourself 40 bucks uh, just by basically following us online. Keep All up right, as well. We're, we're doing a huge giveaway here in, um, here yeah. in a couple of weeks. Um, we got a lot of really, really great partners that are partner up with us. So we got a combination of a bunch of products, basically get everybody completely geared up. Um, so definitely follow up with us on that. Awesome. And last question, Kyle wants to know how to store the waders over the season, over the off season and how, how to clean them. And he wants to know if it's with a power washer. No, um, I, I wouldn't recommend a power. The construction of the waiter itself, it does have that glue. I mean, it does have glue and it does, it has seal tape and the material is, um, especially the neoprenes and stuff, the, the, the camo jersey on the exterior, the exterior of the waiter, obviously it's it's heat sealed down. Um, but power washing after being exposed to several seasons and stuff like that, you can separate that. Um, so honestly, I mean, it's as simple as just spray it down with a water hose. You know, maybe a, a soft bristle brush for some of the thicker mud and stuff like that. But I personally just just hang them up on the edge of your fence, or you know, I got a little pole in my garage. Just hang them up, spray them off, wipe them down, let let them hang for about a day and then I fold them up and put them in a bag and just keep them in my, my garage. Um, obviously don't put them in a bag wet. Cause obviously, you know, during off season, it can mildew and stuff, but make sure they're completely dry. I'll tuck them in a bag just to kind of trap a little bit of the moisture, just the natural humidity just kind of keeps that the rubber and the boot hydrated. And, um, honestly I'm going on about six and a half years on mine. So, yeah, I've been running the breathables for two and a half years. 
at the end of every season or or every time I use them, and I know they're for a little bit, you know, spray them down with a water hose, you know, rub the mud off of them. I don't necessarily wash them or anything like that. Just clean them off, make sure there's no caked on mud or dirt or rocks or anything. I hang mine upside down in my rack and they stay there until the next time I put them on. They've been in my garage for two and a half years and I hadn't had a problem. It's as, it's as simple as the waders are going to last as long as you, you let them. So if you take care of your stuff, I mean, you, you treat your waders like you do your gun. You know, you make sure it's clean, it's oiled up, all that stuff. I mean, you're, it's going to last as long as you let it. So um, yeah. some of these guys, they just they'll throw it in the bed of their truck all season during off season and let it bake in the sun and then wonder why, you know, it's, it's failing halfway through the next season. You know, it's, you don't take care of it. It's not going to last, but yeah. I mean, it's just like any other tool for fowl hunting. You know, you, you clean your gun when you get done, you oil it, you, you wash your decoys off and you throw them in the back of your truck and then hang them up at the end of the year. So just take, take care of the tool and the tool will take care of you. Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Well, that's all we got for tonight, guys. I appreciate Gator Waders coming on and talking duck hunting with us and, and talking about your guys' awesome products. So uh, go ahead and let the, the people know where they can find you on social and the internet. Yeah. Uh, Gatorwaders.com. Um, and on, on Instagram, it's Gatorwaders for our off-road division or Gatorwaders Hunt for, for our hunt division. Um, YouTube channel, Gatorwaders. Um, for all you guys listening, we do have a promotional code right now. Um, so if you do DuckGun10 at gatorwaders.com, offer you guys 10% off. Um, so just as a token of appreciation for you guys having us and, and the listeners listening in. So, yep. Thank you can get on there, get you one of these new hats, Those are get cool. you some waders. Good deal. Anything else you got to add, Elliot? No, it's just been, you know, I've had some questions answered that I've been wondering for a long time. So thank you guys so much for coming on and, and talking about your product. It was really informative. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome, guys. We appreciate the invite for sure. All right, guys, uh, make sure to stay tuned for next week. We got uh, Outdoor Limits coming on. Is that next week, Elliot? Uh, yeah, next, next week we got Outdoor Limits, Josh from uh, Outdoor Limits. Yep. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. See y'all guys later. And that's a wrap, folks. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. We really appreciate you guys tuning in week in and week out and having a blast with us. Season's almost here, guys. Let's get to that. Only a couple more weeks for us people with the early chill season that we have to get through till we can get to the ducks. So, anyways, guys, if you can do us a huge favor, drop us a review, share this podcast with a friend, and get ready for duck season. Let's go.